The Colvin Brothers Podcast. Well, let me tell you something, brother. My name is Michael. I've always dreamed about having a brother. Colvin Brothers. You're my kid brother, and you take care of me. Michael is the music guy. I'm the movie guy. Put us together. We're the Colvin Brothers. Hey, Crunch, get off the dock. John's going to knock you in. <laughs> oh, New bad time. Same bad channel. You're listening to the Colvin Brothers. You was my brother, Charlie. You should have looked out for me a little bit. So... What does your brother do to you? Perhaps we're long lost brothers. Colvin Brothers on Z93. The clock on the wall said 3 o'clock. Number 6 for Colvin. Steven Steven. Mom always likes you best. Oh, brother. I am your brother. The Colvin Brothers. Ash Brown. On Z93. Fire in a hole. Fire in a hole. Everybody, it's Sunday, and you know what that means. It's time for the Colvin Brothers on Z93. This week, we're doing the fire show, and to kick things off, Jimi Hendrix, a little soul psychedelic rock. It's funny because when I suggested doing the fire show, you said, Oh, let's just play Jimi Hendrix on repeat. And you said soul psychedelic. It brings me to mind of, of something that's really tearing everything up this summer. There's still that lull in uh, the theater industry. Like, not everybody's going back to the movie theaters. Yeah. So, there's a lot of partnerships, as you know, like a, a, a movie will get released, and maybe 
Disney Plus will carry it, or maybe HBO Max will carry it. And in this case, you got the Summer of Soul that came out in a theatrical version. But if for those that have a Hulu account, they're able to access it as well. And let me tell you, Stephen, every accolade and uh, positive review and award that Questlove is getting for this project is very, very well deserved. I got to watch it last week. Yeah, I watched all the Jimmy Fallon shows. So Questlove was a guest on one of his shows, and that's mm-hmm. where we kind of find out that he was the man behind it. And uh, they pretty much won Sundance. He won all of the major awards and got the, the standing ovations because it's basically footage that was just sitting in somebody's attic for years and years for and years. 50 years. Yeah. 50 years. Think about now. I've always identified with the fact that I was born during the summer of 69, and I've always had the moon landing, the Woodstock Festival, Manson murders in Altamont. You got to take the good with the bad. But now I can also tie in to the Summer of Soul because what it was, it was six consecutive weekends in Harlem. Uh, a few of the artists actually played both Woodstock and the and the Soul Festival, uh, Sly yeah. and the Family Stone famously. Why Jimi Hendrix didn't play it, I do not know, because he certainly would have fit the program. But, of course, Hendrix being a big part of what happened up at Woodstock, closing it down on the Monday of the festival. They called it the Black Woodstock, and it pretty much, you know, Stevie Wonder, like Zoles, who does the, you know, the sports here on Sundays, is a huge Stevie Wonder fan. As am I. So, you know, he's somebody that has to watch it. I don't know if he knows what Hulu is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had a Hulu hoop when I was a child. Yeah, so anyways, to kind of tie that all in, uh, we're doing the, the fire theme, and who knows what we're going to do next week. If you got an idea, come to the Colvin Brothers on Z93 Facebook page and all throughout the hour, you know, songs that have either fire in the title or a song about fire. Or about being burned. And we're trying to tie this in. We got we know we have a lot of listeners out in California. We we know this is fire season, so we're showing you guys the love. Yeah, so I guess we'll send this out to Carolyn. Uh, <laughs> I'm on fire. It's a little Bruce Springsteen, also for Angela, hiking at Mohawk. Oh, very nice. Every now and then you get a nice uh, forest fire there, too. There you go. We're the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? I got a bad desire. Oh, I'm on fire. Tell me now, baby, is it good to you? And can he do to you the things that I do? Oh, no. I can take you high. It's like someone took a knife, baby, edgy and dull And cut a six-inch valley through the middle of my skull At night I wake up with the sheets soaking wet And a freight train running through the middle of my head Only you can cool my desire Some people are like slinkies. They don't have a purpose, but they still bring a smile to your face 
when you push them down the stairs. Ah. The Colvin Brothers. On fire. On Z93. I'm driving in my car. Turn on the radio. I'm pulling you close. But you just say no. You say you don't like it. Well, girl, I know you're a liar. Cause when we kiss, mm, fire. Well, late at night, I chase you home. I say I wanna stay. Coven Brothers on Z93, little fire theme action this week. Robert Gordon, fire. I guess, uh, you know, he's friends with Jimmy because uh, he got the same song title. Well, yeah, but it's actually a uh, Springsteen double shot of sorts. Uh, Bruce famously writing fire during that three-year period between Born to Run and Darkness on the Edge of Town where his label wouldn't allow him to release anything, so he got around it by giving some songs away. The Pointer Sisters went to, I think, number two on the charts with their cover of Fire. Love also- some Pointer Sisters. That's uh, Antrell still plays the 12-inch. Yes, and I can still hear the skip. Maybe Uncle Gary got those. I, you know, Sometimes you just lose cool stuff in the divorce. Um, and then the other big uh, song, was we've talked about this before, was uh, Because the Night, which he actually did co-write with Patti Smith, so she didn't just grab it and run. But Fire, I, I've always enjoyed the Robert Gordon version. That's for our voice guy, Greg O'Brien, our good friend Scott Carlin, the Candyman. They saw him playing a theater in New York about 20 years ago, and people are just sitting there eating cheesecake while Robert Gordon is belting out Fire and Flying Sources Rock and Roll. He's one of those guys that never really made it big but if you're in the industry you love the dude the colvin five are you ready for the colvin five 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 on c93 all right so the colvin five topic this week what toppings do you want on your pizza i guess i'll go first mm-hmm. um i'm pretty easy you know whenever we order with the kids the, the kids want you know cheese and i want a little pepperoni action um but when i was you know one of my former jobs we always used to get pizza from joe cristiano's 
And uh, one of the special features that they have, which I highly recommend, is chicken bacon ranch. Now, I mean, uh, delicious. I, I'm one of those conservative pizza guys too. Although when I'm when I'm just when it's just me and Breck, we'll do the anchovies. But for the most part, you know, all my life it's been pepperoni once in a while, sausage, and then if I'm at a grocery store, I'll get the French bread deluxe pizzas. There you go. Number five, Tommy Gunn and Lagrange, cousin Thomas in Hyde Park, chicken. Root beer and buffalo, respectively. Those are the flavors. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of root beer chicken either, but Tommy Gunn is one of my regulars at karaoke. You ever do, have a beer chicken? I think uh, my brother-in-law, Jonathan, made that delicious. All I know is that our father used to try to get animals drunk all the time. Like, when I was uh, in the process of being born, it took 22 hours to come out of mom's chute, and dad was trying to get a spider drunk in the uh, <laughs> lobby of Peekskill Hospital. Well, if we ever see uh, Crunch again, which I highly doubt it, we'll have to get Mr. Nibbles. <laughs> Number four, Amanda Dragon, Stacy in Albuquerque, getting her photo taken right now at the Heisenberg Car Wash, Jen with the G, all mushrooms, but in various capacities, sometimes on its own, sometimes with other Ugh. flavors. Not my jam. Yeah, mushrooms, no way. Can't get them near me. It's, you know what? It's so it, squishy. It's a consistency thing. Our mother used to get eggplant parm every Friday night from the local um, pizza place. Yeah. And if I accidentally bite into eggplant thinking it's veal or chicken, I just lose my mind. I can't do it. Can't I eventually it. got into it, but not mom's version. Number three, Graham the Cracker. He's a guy that probably won't shut up if you see him in a bar. And the mighty David Scales. Ah, oh, I love my, the mighty David Scales. Spent a lot of time in Italy. He's back now. Cold cheese. Yeah, it's I've never heard of it. It's an thing. It is an Oneonta And it's funny because if you go to different regions, even in New York State, um, you'll find out that they have their own delicacies that just don't make it out. We talked a couple weeks ago about Breckman and I going to Turning Stone, which is up in the um, Syracuse area. Area, and it's close enough to Binghamton that on the menu they had something called a Speedy. And I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. It's almost like a gyro uh, yeah. with chicken in it instead of lamb. So I did have it, and, and I've never heard of it before. I, I got in touch with somebody whose parents live in uh, Binghamton, Binghamton Betty, in matter of fact. And she says, oh, yeah, Speedy's the best. But they don't get out of the region. So, yeah, cold cheese, whatever that means. For those of you that went to Oneonta or one on tap, uh, that made it as our number three topping. Number two, teen in New Paltz, Jen with the G again. Cousin Eric Pushkar in the Gap Center, and my daughter Bryce. Bryce, what do you like on your pizza? Pineapple and cheese. All right. Well, pineapple, very controversial. It's one of those oh, things man. that either you love it or you hate it. I'm not a fan. I just lost respect for your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's no good. It's there, like there's a meme that goes very, around, yes. and it's from Goodfellas, and they're holding Joe Pesci, you know, right, right when Joe Pesci's about to get killed. Right. And they're like, he's getting killed in the movie, but in this meme, they're forcing him to eat pineapple on an Italian pizza. <laughs> yeah, and it, again, it's the people that, that enjoy it really love it. Sometimes they mix it with ham, Canadian bacon, other oh, meats. Man. But what I do is, because you know I, I split a pizza with my four-year-old kid, so she's not going to eat half a pizza. Yeah. So then it forces me, when I get to the leftovers, to take each individual piece of pineapple off, but you can't get rid of the flavor because it seeps into the cheese. Yeah. So it's really dry. I have to like overdress it with garlic and hot pepper and whatnot just to kill it. It's kind of what George does when we used to go up to dad's house. Yeah. He would scrape off the mold. And I'm, th I'm not even lying. Oh. He would scrape off the mold and still eat it. Disgusting. George, I don't know how you're still alive. Number one, the mighty Jeff Semancic, D.O.T. Taylor. We Speaking just talked about George. him. <laughs> Jim Norton, Terry Seeger, and Frank. Yeah. Oh. Stop talking about me on the show. I don't do memories. I don't like your music. Pepperoni, <laughs> pepperoni, and more pepperoni. I mean, pepperoni, it's probably uh, the number I, one topping. Of I all never time. saw. I never saw Dad eat anything else. But like once in a while, he'll do the extra cheese. But like yeah. he would. I've never saw him eat anything 
butt pepperoni, and he would like yell at you if you, if you put it. What are you putting that on your pizza for? Well, I do the stick of pepperoni because of dad. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> and it has to be the specific one. I don't want those the sliced ones that are so thin <laughs> no, it no, disintegrates those, in your mouth. Well, those are good if you actually have to put on your own homemade pizza. But I <laughs> we always talk about our cousin Kirsten, and we know that they're having a party in Frisco, Texas. Well, I work every other week, so I didn't listen last week. So <laughs> well, fortunately, cousin Stark can hook her up with the uh, podcast version. But she came into town a couple years ago. I think it was for our Aunt Jane's 92nd birthday. And just for the heck of it, because she was in town, we played hide the pepperoni, and she went bananas. You remember this? She's like, where's that pepperoni? I got to have that pepperoni. Give me that stick of pepperoni. Where was this? At your house? Yeah, I know. It was at uh, the, the Peekskill Firehouse that's no longer there. Oh. And she, here's the thing, and we know this, when we when we moved to Virginia, mom's biggest complaint, you were only like a month old, mom's biggest complaint is that you couldn't get a bagel. So anytime somebody drove down from New York, which was often, we used to get like three or four visits a year, yeah. they had to bring, you know, deli bagels, because in 1977, it just wasn't a thing. She cannot get a stick of pepperoni in Frisco, Texas. It's just not there. So when she comes to New York, you got to give her the pepperoni. And she comes often. Fire it up. The Colvin Brothers on fire on Z93. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you. Girl, we couldn't get much higher Come on, baby, light my fire Come on, baby, light my fire Try to set the night on fire The time to hesitate is through The time to wallow in the mire Try now, we can only lose and our love become a funeral pyre Come on baby, light my fire Come on baby, light my fire Try to set the night on fire
time to hesitate is through No time to wallow in the mire Try now we can only lose And our love become a funeral pile Come on baby, light my fire Come on baby, light my fire Try to set the night on It's the Colvin Brothers on Z93. We're doing the fire shows this week. Doors, Light My Fire, performed live on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1967. And I want to bring this story up because the Doors were asked to change the line, girl, we couldn't get much higher. Mm. The sponsors were not cool with the reference to drugs. And in rehearsal, they changed it to the line, girl, we couldn't get much better. Right. Well, when they went live, Jim Morrison went back to the original lyrics. And you know how Ed Sullivan would always do that traditional uh, you know, handshake at the end? Mm-hmm. Totally didn't go for the handshake. He threw him shade. He threw him shade. That's the the origin story of throwing shade. And they were never allowed back at the Ed Sullivan show after working out a deal to do like six or seven episodes. And I uh, watched the movie in the theater back when I did such a thing, the Oliver Stone one, which it's a pack of lies for the most part. But the one thing I remember was, you know, Jim making suggestions to the guys from, because it wasn't Ed Sullivan that came to him, it was his lackey. And he's like, should I change it to bite my wire? You know, and like the guy (laughs) didn't know how to handle it because Jim Morrison, you know, the, the legend precedes him. But he's like the last person that's going to play along. And look, Ed Sullivan was notoriously conservative. Uh, the Rolling Stones had a, a similar problem in 1967 uh, where they wanted to do Let's Spend the Night Together, which was their big hit at the time. Yeah. And they were forced to change it to Let's Spend Some Time Together. And if you watch the footage, because you can get all these, you can watch them on YouTube. But I, of course, I'm Mad Mike, so I own them. Uh, you've, every time that Mick had to change the song to you know to their specific, he would just like you know make this face at the camera. Like, let's spend some time together. Yeah, he did a little over-exaggerating. Yeah, well, it's the kind of thing that I would do. Yeah, and speaking of being salty, oh. you know, I'm jamming out. This is uh, the, this was the other day. I was jamming out, and I was listening to Z93. Oh, okay. I think it was ZZ Top, probably, that was on. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden I hear the doorbell ring, and somebody's pounding at my door. Now, I'm home alone. <laughs> I know. Where you're and my family is up, is up north. So I'm like, oh, man, I hate when people surprise me. Only person I would want to show up to surprise me is dad. And if that if he, if he comes now, it's going to be a really big surprise. <laughs> but I just don't like surprises. I like to plan stuff out. My wife's always like, you need to have notice, which you know annoys her. But you know what? I, that's just who I am. That's, I'm a creature of habit. So I open up the door reluctantly. And I'm like, this better not be a Jehovah Witness. Uh-huh. Or better not be this guy selling windows because, his next, because the next door neighbor is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's this big, you know, bulky dude, and he's like, 
Yeah, man, you were really jamming out to that music, huh? Oh, so you started. So, you started so on top me off, of everything. He was actually spying you before he hit yeah, the bell. So you started me off with a bad joke, and now you're really making me angry. Yeah, I had the door cracked half open. I didn't even open up the screen door because I, you know, I didn't invite you. So, long story short, he's trying to sell me on, hey, uh, the summer's in full swing. How about we do a package that your neighbors are doing where we put together um, some pesticides or whatever to kill like ants and any kind of rodents or different things that are trying to get into your house. So this was like a, a knock, like a Terminix knockoff kind of thing. Yeah, I, I do sales for you know for a living for the last number of years. I never even heard of the company, so I was like, oh, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then I was like, I really want to listen to this interview. He's like, oh, I used to be a producer, so he wouldn't even stop talking. So finally, I got the door shut. And, you know, I peeked through the window just to kind of see if he came on a car or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, he he leaves on one of those two wheels uh, segways. You know, those like I, I had the same exact thing yeah. happen. The dogs are barking their heads off, and it, it wasn't you know super early. It was like maybe twelve thirty quarter one. Yeah. And I, I looked out my window because I could see the front yard from there. And I just see somebody taking off on a Segway. And I'm like, what the heck was that? Because I have that Ring app, but it didn't. it's it's not good enough to, to, to show me what the guy was trying to, to sell. So yeah. that's what it is? Yeah. So, I, I mean, a lot of these people are going door to door. There's a lot of scams that are out there. Mm-hmm. But I'm somebody. And if you're somebody that does this, you're going to buy something when somebody knocks on your door. Well, then you, my friend, are a little bit gullible. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good idea. And I feel bad for the people that have to go door to door to sell because, you know, it's their job. But, you know, the, the conversation is over the second you ring my bell. Yeah, get a job at Wendy's, man. Our next song. It's uh, Stephen Ray Vaughan, Crossfire. This is going up to Eddie in the rain doing some yard work in Millbrook. Perfect day for yard work. And a perfect day for Stevie Ray. It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93.
time to get yard sailing with Breckman. Hey, Z93 listeners. Ever wonder what the Breckman does when he's not manning the controls of the Calvin Brothers show? This past weekend, I had the opportunity to experience bachelorhood. After completing a lengthy list of chores, I decided to experience the annual village-wide yard sale in Morrisville, New York. Summer is the perfect time for yard sales up there. I definitely like Chotskys, or as you youngins might say, random knickknacks. But let's be honest, they probably will end up in my own yard sale right before the fall equinox. This time, however, I have a plan. Your old pal Breckman is on the hunt for 33 and a third LP albums and license plates for my man cave. My wife Terry prefers I grab them without the car, but that's another story. Off to Morrisville I went. Coincidentally, Morrisville is the hometown of Ray Stance from the 1980s cartoon series The Real Ghostbusters. The Calvin Brothers aren't the only ones that can drop some knowledge, but much to my dismay, after scouring about town and pouring through hundreds of curbside yard sale items, my exhaustive efforts were rewarded with just one 1993 Vermont plate and no LPs. Well, you can't go wrong with the Green Mountain State. And so, dear listeners, the moral of this story is twofold. One, absence does make the heart grow fonder. And two, be careful what you wish for. The Coven Brothers on fire. Fire, 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 fire. On Z93.
Coven Brothers on Z93, The Fire Show. Pat Benatar, Fire and Ice. Yeah, we could have gone in two directions with uh, Pat Benatar. I was thinking all fired up, but uh, Breckman, our producer who we just heard, uh, commentating on his first weekend alone in many a year. Thank you for that, by the way, Breck. What he wanted to do, he wanted to get in on the one-word song title theme, and unfortunately, the stuff that he picked wasn't quite uh, up to snuff. You know, So I was like, you know, Breck, we're not going to play Maniac from Fame. We're not going to play Fame. We're going to play Bowie's fame, but we're not playing Irene Carey's fame. And if you listen to the podcast, I blow up celebration at the end of the show. So I said, go back to the drawing board. Our next theme is going to be fire. And uh, you know what? He did a very good job. He's the one that suggested light my fire from the doors which led to a great story that you gave about Ed Sullivan. He also suggested one that's coming up in a few minutes from The Grateful Dead, and he went with Fire and Ice from Pat Penisar. So, Breck, we salute you. We'll play a little maniac for you next week. You are a real Central New York hero. Time for another quiz from the Sids. All right, you ready for a quiz? We haven't done this in a while. Oh, we got a quiz. So because the theme is fire, uh-huh. I got for you, is it a TV show or a movie? Oh, okay. Those could be people that are burned to death. No. I'm, Steve Marriott. Well, you could probably Vivian find, Stanshaw. You could find that on Faces of Death where they light people on fire. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the video zone all the time. Yeah. I don't remember anything I rented from there, even though you know we could walk to it. But Faces of Death, I think there were five tapes. And you could never get... They only had like one copy yeah. each. But I did find... My, the one thing I remember from that was the woman on top of the motel. And a one, and a two, and then she jumped. Oh man, I remember. Uh, oh, and the monkey brains. Yes, <laughs> Christopher was a big. Our brother Christopher was a big fan of that one, where they just each took a hammer and they just started smashing the monkey and yes. eat the brains. Poor Peter Tork. Is it a TV show or a movie? Number one, Station Nineteen. Station Nineteen sounds like a like one of those black and white uh, TV shows that they have on the Me Channel. It is a TV show. Hey! It's a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy on ABC. Oh, I would have thought it was like from the sixties. So what's it called again? It's called Station 19. Yeah, all right. My mom would have watched it. Number two, Rescue Me. Now, that one I did watch because not only did it feature Dennis Leary when he was coming out of the stand-up routine, it was on FX. It was an early FX uh, hit, by the way. Yeah. But um, the guy that played, I haven't watched it in so long, he had the, the heavy set fireman friend. I just remember Dennis Leary being the headliner. Yeah. Um, and it was based on everything that happened after the towers fell, right? Right. It was It was, It was. was meant to be a post-9-11 story about New York firefighters that one of the guys I did dark hair he, he was at a wedding I did like after the show's run and yeah. very nice gentleman I've never seen him in anything else and I went up to him I said hey I just want to let you know I was a big fan of Rescue Me and I love your work you know so oh, that was kind of cool number three only the brave is it a TV show or a movie it's gotta be a movie it is a movie with Josh Brolin oh from 2017 did we just lose him no he uh, his father died oh Josh Brolin is uh, Brad from the Goonies you ever see that I, I, no but I am I am Box Brothers with Chunk. (laughs) Number four, Third Watch. Third Watch was a television show. Yes, with uh, Bobby Cannavale. Uh, whatever you want to call it. All I know is that- Chip like, from uh, Boardwalk Empire. It was. I, I know who he is. I'm just saying I don't know the show, but it sounds like a prequel to Chicago Fire. Yeah. And if that's one of your ones, then, then, then the hell with it. Number five, Playing With Fire. Uh, it's got to be a movie. John Cena. Dun, 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 dun. You can't see me, kid. So that that's a, is he a wrestler or is he an MMF guy? He's a wrestler, but he's also an actor, and you can't see him. It's from right. 2019. Okay. Not, and I won't see him. I'm not interested. Number six, The Towering Inferno. Well, that is a classic, and we always reference our Texas cousin, Kirsten, 
But she has a brother, Tommy, who's kind of a recluse. He's like the, the cousin Alan of that side of the family. I only talk to him every five years. Yeah, he doesn't pick he, up the phone. He doesn't check his email. And he was he hears voices. He was obsessed with Towering Inferno. <laughs> uh, this was before you were even born. I remember that uh, they used to, they lived in Detroit before they went to Oklahoma, and so they were in town. And mom and dad hosted a a party at our house in Peekskill. So while Aunt Kathy and Uncle Tommy were dancing in the living room to Freddie Fender's Wasted Days and Wasted Nights, me, Tommy, Marty, and Kirsten, probably Aunt Lisa, were in my room making tapes. And it was Tommy's idea to do our own version of the Towering Inferno. And he's like, oh no, somebody else just fell out the building. And he goes, woo, splat. Over oh, and over and over again. I like the fact that O.J. Simpson was in it. O.J. Simpson was in a lot of stuff. He, yeah. he was great as Nor as Norberg in uh, well, Police Squad. Those are very well known. But yeah. when I saw O.J. next to Paul Newman, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. That's why I was very happy that he was found innocent. Him and uh, Bill Cosby, they're having a party this weekend. <laughs> Number seven, Firestorm. Is it a movie or a TV show? Could Firestorm. Be, could be either, but it sounds more like a movie. With Howie Long. Oh, really? So that was, this is like the football player section. We got anything with, with uh, the great Jim Brown or maybe Alex Karras? Uh, maybe uh, next week. But uh, yeah, Howie Long was in this movie in 1998, so uh, I don't recommend watching it. All though. I know is that my neighbors, uh, Mike and Maria Donaldson, are playing along, and she always wins. All right, let's see if they get this one. It's the big closer. Number, big closer. Number eight. Emergency. Emergency. Now, you, you, you're trying to stump me, but you got to remember, I am a product of the 70s. Yes. We only had five channels. Two, four, five, because they were together and you had to click by hand. Seven, nine, and 11. And, you know, 13 didn't count because that was, you know, the PBS. But Emergency was on one of those channels. And yeah. there was a lot of days where if you got one channel, the other ones weren't coming in because there was no cable. Yeah. So, yes, Randy Mantooth, who was actually name-dropped in this Tubes classic. A personally autographed picture of Randy Mantooth. And I, I watched it in real time. It was on NBC, 1972 to 1977. And uh, the only person that I recognized from the cast is a favorite of Dad's. Dad would watch uh, Mark Harmon. Mm-hmm. He was from summer school. Dad didn't watch that. But he watched the show later on. I think it was one of the CSI movies. Yeah, yeah. He was very shows. young in those days. I, I remember Joan London, who was married to Jack Webb, who, of course, was the dragnet guy. And he was the producer of Emergency. And I think Adam 12. So there you go. Another quiz from the Sizz. The theme today is fire. And, uh, you know, we've got some mountains around here. Chances are there's probably a fire on them. Every now and then, Mount Beacon goes up. So this is for everybody that's there. There you go. We're the Coleman Brothers on Z93. Let's go.
Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. The Colvin Brothers on Z93.
the Coven Brothers on Z93, the fire show. This is uh, Social Distortion, and the song is called Ring of Fire, a big favorite of the Colvin family, of course, Johnny Cash. I'm sending it out to uh, our nephew, Justin, celebrating his birthday up in uh, the Catskills with Rosa, our niece, and uh, Maxine, and Jax, and hopefully Jax and Max get some snacks. Yeah, and I know that you've been uh, itching to get up there. I, I went to Dick's uh, about a week ago to get Bryce her own hammock. And let me tell you, they are stocked with whatever you would need to get through a night up in that part of the woods. Yeah, I'm just going to borrow Justin's tent. Okay, whatever, whatever you got to do. Hopefully I can get past one night, you know, and uh, I think I'm bunking with Woody and the other tent is going to be George and uh, Albert. Well, that's going to be, a, you can do an entire <laughs> show based on what happens there. Yeah, I'll have some stories for sure. But yeah, and I, Justin, you know, uh, he's from Indiana. You remember that, right? <laughs> All right. Justin is hes one of the people, and like, you know, this happens a lot with teachers where they really can't post too much about their private selves online because, you know, let's say that you teach eighth grade, all of a sudden you're getting harassed by all your students. So he's in that kind of world. So what he did was he had, he faked his Facebook post a couple of years ago and just said birthplace was Indiana. Well, we have our cousin Rhiannon yeah. who, who took it hook, line, and sinker and figured, well, this guy must be homesick because I've known him all these years and he's never gone back. Yep. So she decided that every Christmas... Well, for Secret Santa, she didn't know what to get Justin for Christmas, mm-hmm. went on his Facebook page and it says, about me, I'm from Indiana. So she's like, oh, let me get him a t-shirt that says Indiana. Yep, and the next year, I think it was uh, an Indiana Hoosiers flag, but bottom line was he just threw it, he put it up yep. there to throw people off, but that's the way our family rolls. Who died today? Who died today? We only got one. That's a good one. In 2015, the man who played Mo Green in The Godfather passed away, Alex Rocco. Yes, and Mo Green, of course, <laughs> shot in the eye yep. when you watch mob films like it's a it's it's almost like a hierarchy of how did they die in the mob film like i think that the lowest form of death would be phil leotardo getting run over totally. by tony soprano but they didn't show that no but at we, least we with this one happened. they did yeah yeah i think it was probably like a couple months ago i went through the whole gangster film yeah you did and i never seen the godfather series so i watched all three and uh, this was the one that I watched, and everyone after I saw it said, oh, the, uh, Mo Green, that Mo was a Green, great death. Shot in the eye. Uh, <laughs> Luca Brazzi, Sleeps with the Fishes. I think my favorite mob death, and you don't see it, but you get to see the results. We were talking about Goodfellas a couple weeks ago when we did that movie quiz. Yeah. And the guy, uh, I can't recall his name, but he ends up on a meat hook. Oh, the one that the looks freezer. like uh, Sal. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got <laughs> uh, the, Frank Carbone. Frank Carbone. He's got yeah. the classic uh, you know, Italian afro, yeah. and he, they, they just find him in the freezer on a meat hook. And I, I, These are the things that stand out to you. Our next song is going to probably uh, anger uh, Zoles, oh. who, who doesn't like anything that's past like 1978. <laughs> but he doesn't even like most of the stuff from then either. There's got to be a certain, like, I'm sure he loves this new Foo Fighters cover of the Bee Gees. Have you heard about this? The, the, the Dee Gees. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, stay, they're doing Stay in Life. We're going to play it on our next cover show. I think uh, RJ posted about that, so we might as well send this next song out to RJ. Oh, well, RJ gets everything. Here's uh, Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire. It's the Coven Brothers on Z93.
your own special stamp on the Star Spangled Banner, even though the composers got it right the first time. Oh, say can you see? The crowd would love to sing along with you, but they can't, because it's impossible to figure out where the hell you're going with the next verse. At the twilight's last gleaming, the members of each team just want to play ball. But the game is delayed because you've stretched a song from its normal minute 20 to five and change. All the ramparts we want. The voice thought you stunk too. That's why the panel has record deals and you're singing for the Sullivan County Mountain Line. For the land of the free. So we salute you, national anthem improviser. Your 8x10 glossy photo, your TikTok profile, and your bling. And the home of the brave, you are a real Hudson Valley hero. Fire it up. With the Colvin Brothers on Z93.
WBWZ, New Falls, Poughkeepsie. It's the Coven Brothers on Z93. We're doing a little theme here. What are we doing this week? It's fire, because we figure this is California wildfire season. And we're you know we're not playing favorites. We know that there's fires in Washington State, Nevada. Uh, Utah's had some good ones. What so. about that fire that uh, D.O.T. Taylor brought up? He thought it was Godzilla coming out of the water. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Gulf of Mexico. Yep, that's right. Uh, a pipe burst or something. And the, and the best part about it, and we talked about this on our walk, we, you know, we try to walk because we're old and we we got to stay in shape and not die. those bones from getting too brittle. Uh, George is like, uh, <laughs> I'll do his voice. He's like, so you have a fire in the middle of the ocean <laughs> and your idea is to bring boats and then try to put it out with more water. <laughs> is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> I, I love the logic. I uh, went to Cleveland for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction back in 99 and uh, did uh, did some live broadcasting from there. And the one thing they tell you when you get to Cleveland, don't make any jokes about the time that the river caught fire. Yeah, you definitely don't want to make jokes about that. I think you probably uh, offend Karen and her sister. Yes. Um, so this past week, I know you're not a big fan of the All-Star game, but Otani Mania first came through. I love Otani. I just, the hate, what they, I just hate what Manfred has done to everything. But you go ahead. Manfred Man? Yes. Yeah, he definitely is ruining baseball. But Otani first came to uh, the Bronx, and it was, it was something that I stopped everything I was doing to make sure I watched it. Mm-hmm. He was pitching, and he was batting leadoff. Well, yeah. it was the rare occasion where the Yankees went to bat, <laughs> and they got seven runs off of him. He never got in a bat because he got knocked out of the baseball Which game. Which was the best thing that could have happened, and we thought that we had that one sewn up, but like the final game before the All-Star break, uh, we found a new way to blow that. So. Yes. Uh, but Otani, he uh, started in the All-Star game as the starting pitcher, and and he was also the leadoff guy. But what I like was the night before is the home run derby. Now, I know the home run derby can be a little campy, and at first ESPN was doing the split screen, so uh, it was like giving you agita because you were like, what is going on? As long as they don't have Chris Berman doing the back, back, back shtick. Which I was the, happy about. Yeah, they didn't bring ni- him back. It's like, you know, 1979 called. They want their hack back. And Otani, you know, everyone, and my friend, one of my friends who I you know, used to work with at Quinnipiac, and him and this other guy, we always text. KC or Braves? No, this is Gergs. Oh, okay. <laughs> And we text each other all the time, but he's more of like an angry Yankee fan. He only texts me like angry stuff. Like yeah. he's like, oh, he's like, what are we gonna do tonight to blow the game? Kind of like what you've been doing lately. When, no, it's because when's the last time that Chapman didn't load the bases? So you know he's like so against Otani getting all of this coverage because at the end of the day, Otani could have been a Yankee, mm. and if he was a Yankee, that would have meant we wouldn't have gotten Stanton, and then we probably would have got Bryce Harper, and we probably won a World Championship. Well, you, you got to look on the other side of the coin. Trevor Bauer could have been a Yankee, and look at what the mess that he's in. So, well, he, so went to, he was almost a Met. It would have been appropriate for him to be a Met, but no, I don't want him. Well, speaking of Mets, the, the guy that ended up winning was this uh, big, doofy, white guy, uh, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo, and I've heard the name, he, so... he's a, he. Well, at the end, he was, he was very modest. He said, I'm the best slugger on the planet. Uh, it would have been a great story. I'm sure ESPN probably would have preferred this. He beat out Trey Mancini. Now, Trey Mancini had cancer, stage three cancer of the colon, and he came back from that. He survived it, and he's thriving. Uh, he's going to be a big free agent this uh, this offseason. But he got into the finals, and he mm-hmm. hit 22 bombs, and Alonzo's up there bopping his head, you know, like this corny guy. Doesn't even think about it, you know, and he just crushed and he beat him, and uh, now he's a two-time champion. So. Well, I'm glad that they still do things like the Home Run Derby. I mean, obviously, last year the, the All-Star game got nixed completely. So it's a sign that the world is coming back. I, I didn't watch, but I, the one thing I took from it is that it was in Colorado. Well, and they give, were there in 1998, mm-hmm. which, uh, if you remember, Ken Griffey Jr. with the backwards hat. Exactly. So I wanted to give a shout-out to Jay and Sammy out there, and also our good buddy Denver Darren. I have to believe Denver Darren, if he wasn't at the Home Run Derby, he was at least in the parking lot catching flies. He probably appreciated my David Wells 1998 Colorado. Colorado Rockies jersey. I mean, it was this thing that I had to grow into. Like mm-hmm. back in the day, I was a skinny like dude, as Zolz would say, who dressed the rake. Yeah. And then you know, I've kind of bulked up a little bit as years going on. Now it fits perfectly. But yeah, 1998. 
David Wells and uh, Mark McGuire was also in the home run derby. Now we're really dating ourselves because 98 was the year of Sosa and McGuire. Mm-hmm. We could talk about sports for, for hours. Also the year of Kendall Francois. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're the Coleman Brothers on Z93.
It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93. The theme this week, fire, fire. Bob Seeger, fire down below. Great tune from uh, Seeger. I've just, I've, for some reason, I've gotten into him big time this summer, and I still love all of my '60s acts. You know, I, I, Bryce and I, uh, we have a turntable on every floor now, so we're always like, you know, playing records by the Beatles, the Kinks, the Who, and I just stumbled into this Bob Seeger wormhole where I went and got all of his albums from even before he was a, a known superstar. And uh, fire down below is one I always dug. Something else that we did this past week, we got a chance to hang out with the push cars over there. Yes. We went to Dutch Stadium with uh, Georgie, Eddie, Eric, and then uh, we had Woody and Albert with us, and Bryce, of course. And uh, what was fun about this Yankees team that's the minor league team for the Renegades, now, I'll be the first one to admit, I worked there for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I fill in for Zoles in the PA. But the baseball, it's another level up. It's not only another level up. This was my first time going in a couple of years because of the pandemic. Yeah. They're men. Like they're, yeah. they're, You're just so used to going there and seeing guys fresh out of high school. And I, I was just alarmed at how big these dudes were. Yeah, it's very entertaining. The baseball is very good. And there's this guy, Josh Bro, mm-hmm. who was the catcher. He hit three bombs. The, day, the day after we yeah, went. The yeah, the day after that we went, which I don't even know if he's going to be on the team probably throughout the whole year because the way that the Yankees are, are going, they're going to be making trades. They're going to be losing to guys. See, wouldn't he be a great September call-up? It's happened before. Well, there's another guy that's ahead of him called Austin Wells. You can look him up. But what I'm hoping for, his name is Jason Dominguez, and uh, he's the Martian. He was drafted when he was like 16 years old, right. and everyone started like saying he's the next Mike Trout, he's the next Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. You know, He's getting that staple on him already. He just got called up to uh, low A Tampa. So what he texts me, and he's like, hey, kid, do you think uh, – We'll possibly see him next year. And I think that there's a chance we might see him in September. Because if this Renegades team is going to the playoffs, you know, this kid will definitely help sell tickets. And uh, it's definitely something fun. you got to get down to the Dutch. Yeah, it's very much worth uh, the effort. They're so friendly down there. The prices are great. And it's, 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 it's always a great time. And any opportunity you get to get a tennis ball from Bob Hand is a good opportunity. Bob Hand. Hey, can you play Curly Shuffle for me? <laughs> hey, at least he's listening. So, uh, you know, again, go to the Colvin Brothers on Z93 Facebook page. i got to keep teaching my brother how to do it. You know, we're going to be posting our Colvin 5 topic on that page. Then Michael will share it onto our personal page. I just go with the one that actually gets responses. Uh, you got to feed the beast, though. we got one more song. Yes, and uh, we mentioned RJ earlier in the show, and he always likes to put his contributions in. So he, he went a little left field. He didn't have fire in the title. Well, at the end of the fire, you have ashes. So why don't you play David Bowie? And there were some other suggestions he made, but this is the one that made the show. So congratulations, RJ. All right, wrapping up a little Bowie. we got to get out of here and get some more beach balls and job lot. We're the Coleman Brothers on... CID Free.
Colvin Brothers Podcast. It's family. Wow.